You are listening to Positive Living Vibrations with Sarah Troy. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with me, Sarah Troy, and my guest today. And she's a very, very special guest. Pam Osley, we hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, is a named psychic. She's an aura expert, a radio show host herself, an author, a speaker, and she was also living proof of the profound shift that is occurring in the human consciousness. I'm just going to read a little excerpt that she wrote in her up-and-coming book, Infinite You, and it's something that really resonated very, very much with with me. And in her words, it is, I honor your chosen beliefs and your personal life path, just as I honor every person's choices. I absolutely believe in free will. I know that you have a specific purpose for being on the planet. I acknowledge that everyone has different beliefs perspectives, and experiences. No two people anywhere in the world share the same exact ideas about life. So I'm not sharing the information in this book to challenge your chosen life direction or your philosophy, moral, ethical, religious, or spiritual beliefs. If what you believe brings you a sense of inner peace and contentment, your beliefs are obviously aligned with your true self. I trust you will follow your own inner guidance and a sense of truth as I share my information and experiences with you. My goal in writing Infinite You is to enhance your life. When I read that, it is what every single one of us that is out there trying to share our inspiration, our journey, our life. And we always look for those words in we are not imposing upon you. We are sharing with you. We were liberated by our experience and we're hoping that that liberation rubs off on you. And it isn't to try and manipulate anybody. And this was so beautifully written, it had to be read right off the top of the show. And so let us bring the person who wrote these eloquent words right onto the show and take a little further about her books. We're going to uh, speak to both of her books, um, Infinite You and Life Colors. And uh, this is an hour and a half show, folks. I hope you have your coffee in hand or a glass of wine, whatever suits you, because you're about to take a little ride into a wonderful journey of uh, spirituality. So welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you, Sarah. And I really appreciate you reading that. that it was beautiful how you, how you described what we're doing. I love it. Well, you described it. I just read it. But it, it does so eloquently speak to what we are here and what we're here to do. Um, a lot of people kind of come up with assumptions and or misconstrued or, you know, just are not really, because of maybe what's gone on before, have, you know, this assumption of what we're here and what we stand for. And it really is to help people find that inner alignment, that embracement and, and love of self. And for you, you're just sharing the way that you found it and helping people find it within themselves. Agreed. That's exactly what, I, what I'm hoping to do. So thank you very much for understanding that and expressing it and explaining it in your words, too. It fits perfectly. Well, let us go to life colors first. We'll talk about infinite you in a moment. But, you know, um, 
A little background on me, I've taught True Colors for 14 years. I have a program called Golf, now improving your golf game, which is genetic organic life fractal. It uses an extract of the colors and an understanding of our linear and our organic brain and also of aligning people that are complementary um, to your vision in order to build something that is strong in alignment and growth. Um, reading and doing your uh, life colors, doing the quiz, um, a lot of correlation um, to the Myers and Briggs True Colors, but also in understanding of the personalities. I, of course, came up as a screaming blue, which everywhere I go, it's blue, 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 blue. Um, the sensitive one, the intuned one, um, the sensory one, absolutely wonderful color to be, except that we just feel too much and it can really drive us mad. So how about you just touch on a little bit about the colors and even what brought about writing this book? Okay, well, um, just to give your listeners a, a little bit, the way I came up with the colors is I can see the energy fields or the auras, the energy that radiates off of everything, especially living matter. Um, and what I've noticed is, and I was trained, but also I've, I've expanded even beyond what I was taught, the different aura colors in a person's aura have different personality types to them. They reveal a different personality mm -hmm. type. And I talk about the one or two bands of color that are closest to the person's body. What I've noticed is people have lots of different colored bands out from them, but the outer bands in the aura change all the time according to a person's moods or emotions or what they're focused on in that light, you know, during that time. But the life colors are what you and I will be talking about. And those are what reveal a person's personality, the theme that they've chosen for this lifetime, what's going to make them happy, careers that are going to be fulfilling for them, their relationship styles, how they are with money, potential health issues. It's all revealed in those one or two life color bands. So what I've done, Sarah, is I've categorized them into three different family types just to help people understand them more easily. Mm -hmm. And those are the physical colors, and those are the colors, those are the people that get what's real first through their physical bodies. That's predominantly how they process life. And I see those as a red life color, not a red overlay, that's different. A red life color, red, orange, magenta, and yellow. And we can discuss in depth any of the colors you want to. Then there are the mental colors, and those are the people that predominantly process life through their analytical minds, getting the data, the information, they think about it. Those are four different types of tans and greens. And then there are the spiritual, emotional color um, people. And those are the ones that process life through their intuition, through their emotions, through their inner senses, their inner heart, or their inner vision. And those are blues, <laughs> Miss Sarah, mm -hmm. violet, which you also have, um, mm -hmm. blues, violet, indigos, crystals, and lavenders. So that's how I categorize them, and they're all very different. But you can see how even though we all have physical bodies, mental minds, and, you know, emotions, our personalities process life predominantly through one or the other. Yes, most certainly it does. And you can't, there is no um, denying it or trying to change it. It's basically your DNA. Um, it's how you understand, how you will interact, and how you perceive life completely. It comes from that color. 
Right, and and we see people that are unhappy out there because they're trying to go against their mm-hmm. true colors. We see yes. a lot of people that were were raised a certain, you know, were um, born a certain color, and then they think they're supposed to fit in society and be like everyone else, and they try and change their true color, and then they're never happy. They never feel fulfilled. So the information on the aura colors are the same thing as what you do. We're trying to give people, or my focus is to give people permission to be who they really mm-hmm. are, to understand themselves better, to allow themselves to live their full potential as their true colors, and then also to help us with our relationships. Once we understand that everybody else has their own colors, we don't go around going, why can't you be more like me? Why can't yes. you be more like me? We allow them to live their true beingness too. Well, that's the reason I opened up the show with um, with that particular paragraph that you, you've written. You know, this is your perspective. It's your understanding. Um, and, you know, coming from your teachings and your gift, you know, somebody else who might be agreeing and analytical may see it from a different perspective. We do need all of, you know, all of that. You know, if we haven't got in ourselves, I'm slightly analytical, um, but I analyze from what the intuition is telling me how to use it. Um, it isn't my analytical to understand my intuition is my intuition to understand the you know the knowledge that I've been given. We're going to use this in a way that comprehends that we're always going to be dictated by that dominancy, be it physical, be it analytical, or be it intuitive. The sad thing is, is when you've got somebody who rather like me is a blue, and that was born into probably a tan family, and not being able to find your voice or um, a way to communicate because really it's, I don't know if you know the terminology chalk and cheese. Uh, it's a very, oh, I, I'm not familiar enough with it now. <laughs> it's a British terminology that chalk and cheese is so opposite to each other. There is nothing, even if it's a yellow piece of chalk and a, and a yellow piece of cheese, there is nothing in common. And, you know, I find that a lot of people with those different personalities, they, they become that chalk and cheese. It's very hard for them to find a common denominator or how to speak to each other because they're coming at such different perspectives, you know, based on who they are, based on that color aura. Right. Now, and a lot of people have the same issues, Sarah, that they've been born to a family mm-hmm. that a lot of people go, what am I doing in this family? I don't <laughs> belong here. Um, but I trust that souls chose those families for a reason, whether it's to learn how people function on the planet that are other than them. Yeah. Or to help those people see life from a different perspective. Yes. But I always trust that the soul knows what it's doing, even if our personalities sometimes go, why? I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. And, you know, not, I mean, we, we discover, I mean, just because I was, you know, definitely born a screaming blue, um, you know, we discover uh, what our purpose is and what we're meant to do with that color. Um, and, and as you say, learn to look at the other people's colors and what are they trying to say to us or what can I give them that helps them open up a little bit more into trusting that organic, that intuitive side of themselves. But just some people don't have that intuitive side, do they? No, absolutely. Some people are very analytical, just what you said. And some people, it's just all about being a physical person in this life. Yeah. I love that you keep saying that you're a screaming blue because one of the colors that least screams are blues. (laughs) Yes. You're a radiating blue. You're a huge <laughs> blue. But I don't usually see blues screaming. They're way too loving and peaceful. No, funny. no, Everyone no, no. I just love you. You make me laugh every time you say that. <laughs> Imagine you running around the universe just screaming your head off. <laughs> well, maybe that that's love. the inner voice. <laughs> the inner voice is doing that sometimes. I, you know? I totally get that one. 
um, I mean, you know, being a blue is 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 really a gift, you know, as far as I'm concerned, obviously, because it it's really it is the feeling color. It is the the one that everything you touch, see, and taste. It always relates back to an emotional um, understanding of it, and uh, it is our emotions that guide us. Of course, the flip side of that is becoming too emotional. And I think that with a blue, it very, very much is dependent on who's in our arena. Right. Who brings out which emotion in us. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. But And you know what? Each of the aura colors have a positive side to them or what I call mm. empower, meaning it's their greatest side. They're living their potential. They're fulfilled. They feel expansive. And each color also has a downside or out of power, meaning they're not living their potential. It's the, I don't like using the word negative, but it's the negative qualities of right. each one of those. And, uh, and none of them, I, all of them in power are fabulous to be around. You're exactly right that we need them all because tan ones that have to take care of details where the rest of us are like I don't want to take care of the details I don't want to figure out the technology you know or the data or the numbers behind that I just want to do the big picture or help people but when each of the colors are out of power none of them are are very much fun to be around they each have a side that we're like oh no don't go into that behavior yeah exactly um you know just hitting on you said technology and um i'm not technically savvy at all um but um i sold everything i had and invested into a technology that um was extraordinary now i had absolutely no under, understanding of how it worked or mm-hmm. or really the 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 massiveness of kind of what industries that it fit into. So, you know, when I get amongst a, a, that green analytical person and they want to know all the knobs and, and details and dots and everything else, I can't speak to them at all. But why did and people say, but sorry, you're, you know, you're a spiritual counselor. You've been in fashion, restauranteering, you know, counseling, nurturing. What the hell made you go into this? And it's because I had the no doubt effect. When this person was speaking to me about this technology, I knew that it had to be built. And I knew I was the one that had to get behind it. And I had a flash forward, not to a vision, but to a feeling that this was important and that I didn't need to understand it. I just needed to trust that it had to be. And I was the one that had to get it going. And see, that's spoken like a true blue because blues are very intuitive, very psychic, very from the heart. But also that violet that's in your aura, because violets are visionaries. They're futuristic. So they will use um, forms of communication, different forms of communication to reach the masses. And so either the media, radio, television, performing, speaking in front of audiences, or the Internet, the, the, you know, that is our new form yes. of reaching the masses. Yeah. So that's where your violet kicked in, too, that could see, your blue felt it, and your violet could see ahead to see that this was valuable technology. Yep. Yep, and uh, and but it's very hard to explain to people, isn't it? That mm-hmm. that aren't an understanding of that. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, I started. Uh, I uh, my my newest venture has been besides my new book has been a new website. It's like I don't know anything about technology. I mean, that's a TANS field. Yes. TANS are the ones that want to take care of the details, and they love technology, and they're computer programmers, and they're um, accountants, and engineers, and architects. And, and greens are the business people. Greens are very analytical, too, but it's all about making it a business plan. Mm-hmm. They're CEOs and 
you know, and, and corporate people and, and business sales and things like that. So they understand all that, whereas blues and violets are just like, oh, okay, I just want to help people. Yes. <laughs> Need uh, them to shift the consciousness. Uh, yes. Uh, there's a passage you've got here, which I'm sorry, folks, I'm sticking on blue because, hey, that's me. Um, <laughs> blue's being selfish here today. Um, it's out of power, which is the imbalance of a blue. Blues can offer, so often smother their children in the name of love. They tend to sacrifice their own lives, goals, and ambitions by living their lives for their children. Um, you know, the whole learning to ride the bike, handlebars and everything else. And I have three kids and I could so relate to that. And But there was another side to me, which I don't know if that was the violet or what. It was uh, very much, I'm going to teach you your boundaries. Um, I'm going to have you trust your instincts and understand that, you know, if you if you get out of balance, you're going to fall. And in other words, you need to know you're going to pay for that consequence. Um, and they did. That's your blue too. That's your it's blue still too. blue? Blues are, yeah, blues are very intuitive and they're very loving. And they want to help others believe in themselves. Violets do too. Violets want people, they want to inspire people, educate them to believe in themselves. But blues have the intuition to know what that child needs. It's blues that are out of power that go into fear, that want to rescue everybody and take care of them, and they worry about them. It's like, oh, but then what they're saying to their child is that they don't believe in them. Yes. And then the child also goes through feeling guilty if they abandon their mother. It's like, oh, guy, I gave her a job, and she was happy helping me, and if I move away, if I go, I feel guilty abandoning my mother. So, yeah, blues have to be careful about instilling guilt in people around them because we blues are such sacrificers. But that's the out-of-power side of a blue. And also, is is it a blue thing to feel guilty over everything in life? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's that's uh, one feeling I could do away with. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Blues, yeah, that's a that's one of the things about blues. First of all, you want to manipulate a blue, you make, them, make her feel guilty. <laughs> Shh, okay? Don't tell anybody uh, that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. And, and blues are constantly, now, violets don't like the next thing I'm going to say, but blues are constantly apologizing. You run into a blue and they, they oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm Canadian <laughs> blue, too, so that's double sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's a blue. They apologize for everything. And when blues really get out of power, meaning the downside, they get into victimhood, yeah. martyrdom, self-pity, everything I've done, and nobody's here for me, and I'm carrying it all by myself. And, and then people have a hard time being around that because they don't yes. want to be manipulated by guilt. Mm -hmm. And blues want people to love them and to help them. But I'll tell you something, Sarah, we blues are not always good at receiving help. Oh, boy. So, yes, that was, yeah, a lot, that was a very long journey. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We feel guilty burdening somebody yeah. or because we're such helpers. We don't want to burden anybody else right. by needing help. <laughs> yes. Oh, it can be complicated. I know. I'm a blue, too. <laughs> but we're very loving. Our whole goal is to bring love and spirituality and help other people feel loved. So, and hence you know, the work that we motive. do. And so let's tell everybody the story of how you actually started on this journey. Okay, well, let's see. I was just uh, briefly, I was working with autistic kids and learning disabled kids. I was in the, the school system, the educational system. I got burnt out, as we blues do, because we give and give and yes. give and we carry. The emotions are so hard if we feel like we can't save them. Mm -hmm. um, so then I went into the rock and roll business. <laughs> so, and my yellow that, and violet were logical. having a really good time in the rock and roll business. But then while I was running a concert facility and a theater, I went to hear psychic speak one night, a shaman, a British shaman, by the way, Sarah, uh -huh. and I walked into the room with a, you know, a whole lot of people in there, and he said, you, up here, you know how to do this work, too. Mm. And I, well, I, I, 
what? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, he threw me in the water. So yes. I found I was getting very detailed information about people that I'd never met before. For instance, I knew, for example, I mean, I knew a woman in the room was pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant. And I knew she was going to have a little girl, and which she did, by the way, um, months later. And I knew a woman was struggling with an old green car, and she confirmed that. So I got very detailed information about people. Mm -hmm. And then within a year, I met a woman who could see auras. And I would work with her, and she would describe what she was seeing around people and what that meant to her. And what I noticed is that was matching what I was picking up psychically about people. And I felt traits with people, characteristics, that there was a theme with different people. And so over time I went, oh, that's blue. Oh, that's a magenta. That's an, okay, I get it. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. And then I developed the ability to be able to psychically know, know what their colors were. But within a year of meeting her, I also developed the ability to be able to see and sense these energy fields and know what the colors were. So that's basically how I got into it. I started with the psychic route first and then developed the ability to see the auras. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in, in how you read. Um, I'm a, a gypsy reader, so I use um, cards, not tarot. I use ordinary playing cards and some gypsy cards. So, and I'm very, very drawn to the Celtic runes, mm-hmm. um, as I was with the I Ching for a while. And for me, it's um, all they do is just verify the visions I'm getting. So I'm not as kind of direct as you. Or, um, so I'm kind of a more, that's why I call myself a counseling um, intuitive because really what I do is more counseling as instead of just you know predicting um and that's not something you know I mean I I've had those flashes of what you do where I can see things and know what's going to happen that's when you get that no doubt you know it's absolute that information you're getting is absolute but it is more on that counseling basis of how we do it we never know what kind of gift we're going to be given and how to use it um and it's when you open up to what it can do it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Right, yes. Well, and that's a blue thing. I do the same thing. I consider what I do more counseling also, and that's what we blues are. We're teachers, mm. counselors, and nurses. We want to help everyone. So, And um, I, when I do see future things for people, because that is an ability that I have also, I always emphasize to people that they have free will. The way yes. I describe it is if you stay on the current path you're on right now with your current beliefs, this is where you're headed. And if you don't want that to happen, then what we need to do is help you shift these beliefs about this, help change your, your, the choices that you're making, and your entire future will change. So I believe in free will. And you take the horse to water, right? If it's not going to drink, it's not going to drink. That's its free will. Um, okay. All we can do is show the paths and, you know, which paths will be more beneficial for them. The other thing is, is that we don't walk it for people. They've got to walk right. it themselves. So basically, exactly. you know, we're map readers. You know, we can show you where is more beneficial for you to go and the, the people that are beneficial to you, uh, the things to avoid. Um, but when it comes down to it, you still, you've still got to make the journey, folks. You know, you've still got to take ownership and make that journey. All we've done is just given you a map to follow that can avoid some of the major bumps in life and maybe get you there quicker. That's exactly right. And you know what? I'm sure you have the same um, thing that a lot of people will listen to you and other people, boy, they just don't want to listen and they keep coming back and back and back. I tell them the same thing and they keep making the same bad choices (laughs) or 
less than pleasant choices. I shouldn't <laughs> say bad or good, but the tougher path. Yeah. Like, all right, if you want to take the tougher path, that's cool. There is an easier one, but whatever journey you want to go on, okay. <laughs> and, you know, you hit on it completely with beliefs. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm all about bringing people's diva back. And we're born divas, the ability to dream, inspire, visualize, and aspire to something. And, mm -hmm. you know, you watch a child, you know, and the way they dream and how they're inspired by the things around them and the visualization of where it takes them and what they all aspire to do. And then they go to school into this lineage of uh, teaching and restriction and confinement. And that diva is slowly kind of beaten out of them. And... You know, I think we need to bring that ability to dream and, and be inspired and to visualize and aspire again to be something. And a lot of people, you know, find their diva or that desire to switch their diva back on again in their 40s um, or 50s or 60s. But it's generally later, after the kids, after the path. The biggest thing that people have to do, though, is look at that word beliefs. And another big word you used, permission. Mm -hmm. permission to delete this old data that does not serve my now or my future. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to do is delete the old beliefs and quintessentially reprogram new ones so they can move forward. Right. I love that you're bringing that up because the thing is, is when people have beliefs, they gather evidence to support that those beliefs are reality, that mm. they're true. So it's really challenging for people when they believe it's reality and it's hard bed and that's the way it is and you can't change it. It is challenging, but it is possible to change beliefs. We do it all the time. I mean, we don't believe, I'm assuming most of us listening to the show right now don't believe in Santa Claus anymore, <laughs> but... You know, it's like, so it's possible to change beliefs, and we yes. believe it's not po it's not safe to cross the street anymore. We've shifted that, but we're still carrying a subconscious belief, maybe, that the world isn't safe. If we were taught, you know, don't go out into the street, you could get hit, don't, don't go out of the yard, and then now we lose that belief, but we translate that into the world out there isn't safe. And I also love that you bring up about the children and how we've been raised, because that's one of the important things about learning about the different aura colors. So you can help support your child at being their authentic life color, their true colors, so that they go through life really living their full potential and mm. not suppressing them into, you know, dogma or, you know, this is how you have to be. You can't raise all your kids the same way you try, but you notice they're all different. Oh, yeah. They're different personalities, different beliefs. So I believe that beliefs are at the core. But I see I'm one of those people that believe we create a reality through our beliefs and our thoughts. Full mm -hmm. out. I don't always practice it, but I believe it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, a, a great deal of who we are has been imposed upon us. Yeah. Um, and so we have to, at some point, look at what was that imposition and does it serve me? And, and at what point is, you know, what is my inner voice telling me? Um, you know, what is um, my mind telling me? You know, what is my emotion telling me? And uh, am I being true to that voice? Because that is the voice, the true voice of me and not um, a residual voice of teachings and expectations that have been imposed upon us as we grew up. Exactly. Um, yep, I agree. Totally agree. And more and more people, I don't know if you're seeing it, I'm assuming you are since you and I are in the same field, I'm seeing more and more people hungry for higher concepts now or deeper truths yeah. and letting their soul really come out and shine. It seems to be happening a lot more. Now, of course, there's always going to be, I shouldn't say always, Right now, there are still people out there running around the planet in fear. 
and so they can't they can't pay attention to their inner voice as you brought it up. Um, they're they're too fearful. They're too fearful to let go of their old beliefs because they're afraid if they do that they'll fall off a cliff or everything will fall apart. So they're running around with old beliefs trying to solve their lives. Where if if we all would just let go of that and like you said, listen to that inner voice, listen to our higher self, our true self. I feel like everything just opens up and expands. Well, in um, uh, December of 2012, we had that um, shift in vibration and we moved from a third to a fifth dimension. Mm. And it's just literally uh, woken people up. Um, they're not quite sure what they've woken up to, right. but they know that they're feeling and they're seeing and they're aware of things so much more. And they know that they're looking at their past life. And I don't mean past lives, this, their living past life and going, who was that person? Mm-hmm. Who is that person? You know, it may have been, I don't know how many people I've interviewed that, you know, were very big in corporate, making big money, doing very well. And then just one day saying, my God, you know, my soul and my heart and my spirit is hungry. And it's screaming for me to follow that path. And they walk away from what they thought was, you know, the definition of success and security and empowerment to walk towards their own inner empowerment and abundance that has come to them through the fruitfulness of being true to who they are and what they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously we're seeing, sensing, and feeling a shift out there. Yes. You know, but we've always, look at you see in my book, we always, we on a, on a personal level, ne- never mind other lives, but we've always evolved. Look at it. Some we When we became mobile, we could crawl. We're crawling, 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 and then something in us, and it amazes me, what in us decided that we should not crawl anymore where we were nice and safe and secure on four, you know, our hands and knees to get up and start balancing on wobbly little legs and tiny little flipper things on the bottom <laughs> of those legs? What possessed us to do that? But something inside must have told us it was time for more, that walking was going to give us more freedom, better experiences, you know, more expansion. And I see that same thing happening right now. There's a, there's a feeling in a lot of us that it's time for something more, that we need to evolve, we need to emerge into something that's going to give us greater freedom, greater experience, more joy, more love, more connection with something bigger than us. So to me, it's the same pattern. Yes. And, you know, we know, don't we, that if you feed the fear and the doubt, the fear and the doubt is going to grow. If you Mm -hmm. feed the possibilities and the beliefs um, and trust the instinctuals that are guiding you forward, your possibilities will grow. And I know for people it's very, very hard to water something that is not defined in front of them. But I always say to people, paint your canvas. Paint your canvas of life how you want to feel, of what you want out of life. Um, and no, we're not looking at the big bank account or the big, you know, Beverly Hills house. But how do you want to feel? What will make you feel full? as a person, abundant as a person, that then can serve your community, paint that picture and feed that picture vibrationally, lovingly, nurturingly, and you will see that picture come into fruition. You paint the doubt, you paint the fear, you're sending that vibration out there, and sure enough, that's what you're going to get. That's right. <laughs> that's how I feel. Actually, I had a quick little story there that's it, it's rather sad and funny at the same time, but I have a friend who is, um, you know, she's one, I call it the CNN effect. 
um, you know, take a tiny little molehill and all of a sudden it's a volcanic eruption. And um, uh, we were down at her pool one day and there were other people. It's a community pool in her apartment. And uh, other people were sitting around there. They'd been there for a few hours and they were enjoying it. And she came along and me and she goes, there aren't any bees, are there? Oh, I can't have any bees. I'm allergic to bees. Uh, there better not be any bees. There hadn't been a bee there the whole morning. Within 10 minutes of her being there, suddenly there's a swarm of bees. And she's out there spraying them. And so, consequently, everybody left. <laughs> but See, she, invite, she, she invited the bees. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She invited those bees. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we envision and feel and vibrate with, that's what we're going to experience. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's. Don't get caught up, you know, call it the CNN effect because they really do love to sensationalize. They also love to keep you in fear. This is very much of a government thing. Keep you in fear because they keep you in control. If you're in a controlling relationship, it's going to always bring out the fear in you. So look to that relationship and think, am I afraid to be me? Am I afraid to speak my truth? Am I afraid even to seek my truth? Because if the answer is yes to that, it's time for you to be brave enough to step away from that relationship. And that's one of the reasons that um, I love that you bring up this point. It's one of the reasons I wrote this book is so that people don't feel like something outside of them has control or power over them. Yeah. The more we get empowered in ourselves, the more we realize who we really are and that we cre- we're creators, the less fear we have and the less somebody on the outside can control us. You know, it's like we have self-empowerment, self-alignment, connection with our higher self, with something greater, and then it doesn't matter what's going on. As a matter of fact, the outside will then reflect that new energy and those new thoughts and that new love and empowerment on the outside. It's, again, something else that you wrote in your, in your infinite book. You are far grander than you realize. Being an infinite being doesn't just mean that you have greater freedom and enhanced abilities once you escape your physical body at the end of your life. You are unlimited a being now, someone with amazing abilities that extend beyond the known, but limited three dimensions are so familiar with. These inherent skills exceed the most people believe in possibilities and would say they are impossible. Many of us are living proof, however, that these abilities are real, like the first few dots to jump off the paper. So just keep picking up a few of your little paragraphs here. <laughs> but you're hitting it home. That's great. You know, and, and you know, this is not just, you know, some sort of new age spirituality woo-woo no. thing. I mean, there's actually, that's why I put physics in here. There's quantum physics in my book to show the great things thinkers were saying the same thing. And I love even Arthur C. Clarke when he says, um, you know, to, to know that what we're really capable of, I'm paraphrasing, to know what we're really capable of doing, we need to go beyond the possible into the quote-unquote impossible to see what we're really capable of doing. So that's what we're yeah. doing here. We're stretching beyond what we think are, are the practical boundaries. They're real. But <clears throat> if everyone thought like that, we never would have had airplane flight. <laughs> never would have gone right. to the moon. We wouldn't have even known there was a round planet. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, we've got a boundary. Let's push beyond it and see if that boundary is real. 
There's a there's another quote you do by Nikola Tesla, who's one of my favorites. I mean, what an ingenious man.、Um, we're even still only touching some of the stuff that he invented.、Uh, we're still opening up those doors and trying to comprehend it. But the day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than it has in all previous centuries of its existence. This is a man that most certainly received his information intuitively. He allowed his articulation of his understanding to understand what he was receiving, but there is no way that he learnt this. He understood what was given to him. Right. He he definitely tapped into something much greater and actually allowed it to come through. I agree. It's funny. And there's so many amazing beings out there that it's. I mean, even Einstein. You know, I love Einstein's、yes. quote that reality is an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. <laughs> Oh、my God!、Yes. All of those in Tesla, all of them—they are saying some very profound things, and yet the majority of us are running around the planet trying to put gas in our car and food in our stomachs and keep a job down. And it's like, ah, we're just running around like little ants instead of seeing how profound life really is and how amazing we really are as beings and what we're capable of doing. So we don't feel like we're just little pawns on the chessboard, but that we're way beyond that. And I would love to see us living that way, which is why you and I are trying to spread the word. <laughs> the math exactly, and here's another. Here's another very apropos paragraph、uh, following that statement that you wrote. If enough of us were to、uh, courageously step beyond our familiar boundaries, embrace this new information about the nature of reality, and fully activate our own advanced capabilities, we would open the way for others to do the same, which would lead us to a vastly different understanding of the world and an entirely new way of life. This is the way transformation has happened throughout history. Brave explorers, mavericks, are always the ones who break through. Old thinking and reveal what is possible for the rest. Are you ready to metaphorically leap off the page? Apropos, apropos, completely. People don't realize the power is it within us. Stop giving it away. Right. Well, you know what? And you're exactly right, Sarah. Most of us we haven't been trained to think that way. We've been trained to think. Think we're these little、yeah. weak little biological machines. That you know we're born, but then we start decaying. We got problems. We can't. Things are out of control, and then we age, we deteriorate, and we die. It's like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> it. That's how exciting it is. It's like, boy, when you. To me, the more I discovered these different abilities, and I'll just share briefly what we're talking about with your listeners. One, not only can I see energy fields and auras, and if I can do it, that means everyone can. And there are thousands of people out there that are being able to do it too, which means every human has the ability to do it. Some people may choose not to, and some of us are better at it than others. Just like some are better artists and musicians and athletes, but we still all have the ability to do it. I see life as a gift, and that all these abilities are part of who we really are as beings. But I can also see outside of time. See past, present, future, which again, thousands of people can do all of the next things I'm going to mention. I can talk to people on the other side. I can see people's other lives. I call them other because they're happening simultaneously, even though we think they're past、mm-hmm. because we think、yes. linear and sequential. But it's really more holographic than that. And and I can I want these are two of my favorites. I know that everything's energy, and I know that consciousness affects. 
that energy and there's science behind it. Um, just amazing, which I put in the book. So I know how to affect the weather. I've been able to bend spoons with my mind. I've been able to heal my own bodies with the power of thought. And, and medicine is coming up with this. Yes. They know the effect of the placebo effect. And one of my favorites. And so that's powerful. That means we can create anything. Wealth, um, health, relationships, you know, a lifestyle that we want. We only limit ourselves based on what we believe is possible and impossible. And then one of my other favorite things to do, which there's science behind, is go consciously shift into a parallel universe where life is completely different. So I don't have to struggle with the universe that I'm in that's hard. It's like that. I can shift consciously into one where everything is fine and there's abundance and there's health. It's like, and we do it all the time. We're just not conscious of it. I am. And I realize <laughs> it sounds like science fiction, uh-huh. but Sarah, look at how many things used to be classified as science oh, fiction yeah. that are now science fiction. Yes. And, and, you know, talking about those other dimensions, um, I was a very sickly child and uh, consequently alone a great deal. Um, you know, as soon as I got sick, mum threw me into bed, which wasn't probably the, always the best thing to do, but that's what they did back then. And uh, I had to be, you know, uh, alone with my world. And I would go in and out of dimensions. I would play with dead people. I thought everybody did. I thought everybody went in and out of these other dimensions. And it, I love it. It's only when I got, quote, you know, are once so-called normal people that I discovered, you know, how different and odd I am, um, which is okay. But for a while there, I really did feel I was living completely out in the twilight zone. And I really didn't have anybody I could communicate with here on the human realm. Since the vibration has raised, it's opened up that arena completely. And I feel that what I'm saying now doesn't sound like gobbledygook anymore. I'm being heard. We are being heard because people have woken vibrationally. Those dimensions are opening up. Those parallels, those um, interactive vibrations, they're there. They're resonating. So everything we're saying isn't so far-fetched or so far out there anymore. I think it's been more, really? Tell me more. I agree. And you know what's fun for me? Because I always like to be able to reach people and show them that it's grounded. It's, again, not woo-woo out there. What do you, have you lost your mind? Or yeah. Are you on drugs? But, but there's science <laughs> behind it. And so that's part of that's cool. And I want people to, uh, there's an, an easy way to understand parallel universes. So it doesn't just seem like, like you said, some sort of uh, outer limits or, you know, Star Trek type of thing, mm-hmm. although it is. Um, I use the analogy of, of radio waves. Right now, wherever you are, yeah. there's at least 10 radio stations broadcasting, and so those radio waves are around you all the time. You are not aware of them because you're not, you're not frequency. You're not set at the same frequency as those waves. But if you go to your radio tuner and you set your dial to, say, you know, 99.9, you're going to pick up the program and the music and the talk that's going on, on that, in that frequency, and that will become part of your reality. If you switch over to 106... Now you're going to pick up the radio station that's broadcasting at that frequency. You'll hear the music and the talk, and that becomes your reality. But 99.9, that show is still around you. It's still being broadcast. It's still there. It's just not part of your reality because you're not tuned into it. So that's really how parallel universes work. And the way we shift from one to the other our beliefs, our emotions, our thoughts, because they all have frequency to it. And, and science knows that, you know, our brains, they send out electrical currents. There's a frequency that goes with our emotions. We can feel them. We can feel different when we're depressed and sad. Our frequency mm-hmm. feels really heavy. When we're angry, we have a different frequency. We can feel that. 
when we're happy, we feel light. There's a whole lightness to our body and to everything around us. You're vibrating at that frequency. So when you shift your thoughts, beliefs, what you imagine, what you're focused on, it triggers a different emotion with you, which shifts your your frequency, and you're in a different, literally, you're in a different frequency, a different parallel universe. But we've been taught that there's only one universe, so we, we don't see that we've gone into another one. Hence, but, you know, I say genetic and organic, you know, the genetic is the mechanical linear way of thinking. And of course, the organic is open up to all the different uh, channels, as you put it. Um, and, you know, sometimes you're only hearing one and you need to actually go, you know, I need to change the channel on this. I'm getting stuck. Uh, I need to have a little diversity. I need to shake things up. Um, as you've put in here in all the natural abilities chapter, the only way of discovering the limits of the possible of the possible is to venture a little past, way past them into the impossible. Um, you know, it nothing is impossible. You know, if we can think it up to make a movie out of it, how many of those things that we watch, go back and watch any science five from 20, 30 years ago, and we have gone beyond that now. We look at our technology, a computer in a tiny weeny phone. It used to be in a big room. You know, I mean, look how far we've come in this lifetime, in our lifetime. We have come so much further because we allowed the imagination, the, the possibilities, the what's next, what, where else can we take it, what else can we do, and believed in it and just kept following that path and opened up and allowed it to present itself. And you're exactly right. You know, the visionaries, a lot of them show up in the entertainment yes. business. There's a lot of violets there, and violets are futuristic and visionary. We've had parallel universe stuff forever. Yeah. We've had It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. Back to the Future, Sliding Doors, Groundhog Day. Those were all about parallel universes. So anything that, I, you know, Hollywood sometimes like, oh, you know, bad and scary and don't abuse power and evil and things like that. But there's also some really good mm. things that come out of it, like getting us to think like Star Trek and Star Wars and, and you know, um, science fiction that becomes science reality. So I, I, it gets exciting. And we're actually seeing it. And all the technology that's out there now, cell phones and Internet and, and GPS systems, that's all based on quantum physics. And if we can do it in our technology, people think it's just because of the phones or mm -hmm. the computer. We have the same abilities. We're the ones that are creating those things. Yes. We have those same abilities without technology. You and I, Sarah, use yeah. it. Use it. If, if those things are possible, then we have to be able to use it. So when you're doing a card reading for someone, yes, you might be using the tool of cards just like I use the tool of auras to start accessing the information, but they're just tools. But then we go beyond that and go into non-local mind or expanded consciousness to see beyond what's right in front of us to be able to access something that's uh, some in the future or in other realms or, you know, intuition, we're accessing those abilities and allowing ourselves to have expanded consciousness. And, you know, I think it's, it's understanding. I mean, let's, just like there's different auras, they have different personality traits. Uh, the gifts that we're given are going to be um, a lot to do with those kind of traits and how we see things. Even the kind of real, true analytical mind um, if they do get that violet, you know, visionary along with that, I mean, what creativity we see from that. Um, you know, when you've got people like me, there's us, the screaming blue, of course, we feel everything. Uh, mm -hmm. And sometimes we have, we have um, 
maybe a little bit of a hard time of understanding, you know, what is the message here as compared to what is the emotion of the message here. And uh, because of that, we're a little too in tuned into the emotion, well, I am anyway. And sometimes it's harder to kind of read the message because of it. But as you said, we've all got the capabilities. Um, I can't see auras. And uh, my partner is an energy healer and, you know, the dog around him goes crazy. You know, she starts whimpering when he's doing energy healing because she feels it completely. She goes over to there and says, OK, get over my backside, help my arthritis. But I don't feel his energy, um, which is, you know, strange. Obviously, I'm just on a different vibration in a different channel. We've all got a gift. We've all got an ability. It's that please do not deny yourself that ability. Because somebody else doesn't understand it doesn't mean you can't embrace it. Right. And and I agree with you that we've all got one that is like, or some that are more predominant, we're better at, they seem to be natural for us like gifts. I still believe that if you really wanted to access that healing ability, now you might not access, want to access it because you're already overwhelmed with your other yeah. ability. But if you really wanted to use your intuition or your sensitivity to be able to do healing work or feel somebody's body, you have the ability to do it. You just may choose not to because you're focused somewhere else. And there's something that we've actually recently discovered is that um, some people get, you know, um, I always thought that I got my messaging from the universe, but it turns out that I'm a, a generator where I actually have to generate my own energy. I don't get fed from the universe or from other people. I get generated from even like doing shows like this. When I'm inspired, it, it regenerates me. But apparently, um, instead of my forks, then go directly out to the people. So it's not going um, like when my partner, he has his fork coming in from the universe, it goes through him like a conduit out to the people. So I think it's sometimes this is the design of our purpose and what we're here yes. for, which comes into our life chart, yes. that birth chart, yes. and that will dictate on how we're going to receive and what we're meant to do with it. And again, just right. like the colors, we can't go against that grain because that's what we were put here to do. That's our job. Right. And and you're exactly right. The different aura colors we've chosen, you've chosen to be a blue. And so that's how you choose to do it. I, you choose, and I do too, not to be tanned. Yeah. But tans have the ability to be able to take what the violets are visioning and bring it into some sort of reality yeah. technically. Yeah. So they, they do it with, it with technology, which can be a gift to us, but I don't want to know how to do things technology. You know, technically, it's not that I'm incapable of learning it. It's not what I resonate with. It's not what I came to the planet to do. So you're exactly right. It's not my chosen theme. I don't want to have to do those things. Although I'm, I'm technically savvy enough to run this radio station you know, on the forefront <laughs> without my partner in the background doing all that other stuff, which really is gobbledygook to me. <laughs> and beyond his frustration to teach me. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll stick in my arena what I do and let somebody else who's very good in their arena do what they do. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. I, it's exactly what I do. It's like I don't want to learn how to do technology. I'm capable of doing it. Do not have a desire to do it. Not my life theme. So I like paying people. Um, I, I want to support them being supported doing what they're here to do and what they love to do and what their passion is. Like, good, you go do that. We, and so we each have our own piece to play in the orchestra or in the symphony. It, absolutely. Um, 
And we've got to understand it. If everybody was out there playing the same tune in the violin, it would sound rather like that commercial, you know, ee, 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 ee. You know, we need that diversity. And the smoker's board, you know, that's what makes life so exciting is the different flavors and the taste of life and not to be afraid of that um, and embrace the gift that you have, you know, and be willing to discover what it is. And there are so many people because of the conditioning of the way they've been brought up or... Um, you, I don't know if you remember, uh, I can't even remember what show it was. It might have been Saturday Night Live or anything. They had a skit running for a while on low expectations and, you know, have people dating with the very low expectations. And there's a lot of people out there that place such a low expectation on themselves. Well, I'll never amount to anything. Well, I'm not clever enough. Well, I'm not pretty enough. Well, I'm not this and I'm not that. Because the conditioning of their upbringing has told them. So what are you here for? If you think so low of yourself, if you've bought into that belief that you're really not worth anything, then what do you think you're here for? And we have to ask ourselves those questions. When are we going to take responsibility for who, what, and why we are and stop looking at it, I was told this, so therefore I must be. That's right. And uh, and what I see is that when, along the lines with that is that we've left breadcrumbs behind. We've left clues here to remind us what our life purpose mm-hmm. was, what we wanted to do in this lifetime. And it's revealed in the program, in the system that you use. It's revealed in the aura colors, astrology, numerology, yeah. palmistry, iridology, just in case we got here and forgot, which most people have, why they're on the planet, what was their life being, the purpose for their being here. So there are a lot of tools that people can go to to help them remember what their what their plan was here. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the things I want to ask you about is um, most certainly um, the bleeding of past lives. Um, back in 94, I, was, um, I had the removal of a life pattern um, that it really had allowed people, you know, I almost kind of gave people the boot to treat me badly, to kick me down, and that was removed from me. But it had been a life pattern that had been in existence for 172 lifetimes. Now, I know it sounds very far out for some people. Um, and, you know, after that, I had to kind of discover who am I without this imprint that's been imposed on me for so long and had to kind of really discover who was me in this lifetime um, and what was being dragged with me that did not serve me. We talked about all of those lifetimes are all going on kind of at the same time because there is no time frame in the universe. Everything overlaps each other. Can you talk a little bit more about past lives and how it affects us? Well, um, and so remember at the beginning of the book, you already read that I am not about challenging people's beliefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever works for them is great. Um, My perspective and therefore and my beliefs and therefore my experience has been after doing readings, now psychic readings for 30 years and being able to tune into people's other lives. The reason I call them other is because, and I'll talk about how they influence us, is because in spirit there is no such thing as time. Yeah. We we have been trained to think linearly, this minute and then the next minute and then the next minute, and then we're born, we get older, we die. We've been trained to think that way. But in spirit, it, and even in science, they're questioning, they're questioning the concept of time. Many physicists don't believe it's real. It's just our mindset. It's how we've learned to perceive reality. 
So the fact that I can see people's um, other lives and their future lives and this one very clearly means that they almost exist right now. And I've heard from a lot of people, I've had them on my show, people that have had near-death experiences, people like Anita Morjani, people like Dr. Evan Alexander, so many of them said that when they were on the other side, they saw their other lives, but they all explained that they knew that those lives were happening now. It wasn't someplace in their past. Mm -hmm. It was happening now. Now, that challenges a lot of people's beliefs about karma and paying for something that they did in another lifetime. I've been really bad and hurt people because I'm paying for it now. I like when John Lennon said instant karma. Whatever you put out right now comes back to you immediately. But you don't have mm-hmm. to pay for something or suffer for something that you've experienced in other lifetimes. Now, we're all connected, though. You, Your soul, I'm going to say it this way, we have an oversoul, a higher soul that never left spiritual consciousness. And I use the analogy of like an octopus that sends out like eight arms, eight tentacles Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them. And each arm can have a different experience, but they're still the full octopus, right? So what I believe we're doing as higher selves, and I know this goes against what other people or it might be a new concept to people, but I believe that our souls cannot be contained in one lifetime, one little short 60 to 80 years, or one just simple experience or one theme. So we've got lots of them. Now, the way that other lives can impact this one is because our consciousness is way more, it's not limited to the brain. We are way more expansive beings, which is why you and I can go outside of the body or outside of the brain and, and pick up information in the ethers. So we're capable of doing that. So you can not only be affected by things that are happening with you in other lifetimes, but get this one. You can actually affect you in those other lifetimes by shifting what's going on with you right now. The more you wake up, Mm -hmm. the more you benefit those other yous. Now, and by the way, science is seeing this too, that the future, they have scientific evidence that the future is influencing what's going on in the present that we don't just yeah. have control over what happened in the past or aren't being influenced by the past. We're also being influenced by our futures. So that's why they're questioning this. So if you get healed in this lifetime, whatever is happening to you in those other lifetimes, you're going to be able to help them heal as well. If they're suffering, you have access to feeling that same suffering or that same belief or that same abuse. But do you understand? So you're healing it right yes. now. Believe it or not, all the other yous, because you're all connected, are being influenced by it. I always say to people, um, do not leave this life with um, regrets, discontent, or bitterness, because you're just going to take it with you. And, you know, face it in this life. Get, get the, Come on, face it delete it, get rid of those old beliefs, those old feelings, and go out of life with the, with the you know, I lived, I had the courage to live, I had the courage to overcome, I had the courage to achieve. And now I take this enthusiasm into that next life. Mm-hmm. And so that next life doesn't have to go through the whole thing about what am I carrying on my shoulders and where the hell did I pick this up? Right. So, you know, do it in this lifetime, folks. You're right. going to have to do it somewhere along the line. You may as well just get to doing it. That's right. We're either run by fear and constriction yeah. or we're run by love and expansion and faith and hope and, and having a full life here. We either run by love or fear. 
And if you yes. run by fear, you're exactly right. It's like, oh, my gosh, what kind of life did you have in this lifetime? Now, we all experience <laughs> that because so much of the mass consciousness, just you mentioned it earlier, the media even, it's like you, you get up in the morning and look at some sort of morning show, and they're touting all the pharmaceuticals. Ah, it's flu season. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to get sick. Oh, watch out for the yeah. germs. It's like, holy cow, we're hypnotizing yeah. ourselves into believing that we're going to get sick and we're fragile and we're frail instead of what you and I are doing right now, which is discussing greater possibilities and how amazing we really are. And we don't have to get sick. We don't have to do any of that old consciousness. Exactly. Um, you know, um, I'm kind of tired of, of hearing about conspiracies or the government's doing this or that is happening. Uh, folks, you are not powerless. Um, the only reason they have so much power is because you give it to them. And you give it to them because you fear them. And that feeds them. I believe in the David and the Delilahs. We don't need to cast a stone at the corporations or at the governments or the big powers or the big industries. We don't need to cast a stone at them. What we do need to do is empower and liberate and love and share and unite each of us in our communities and support our communities, building those roots, watering those veins, believing in each other, loving each other. And you will find those corporations and those governments will simply crumble and fall because we're not feeding them anymore. Choose where you put your energy because where you put your energy is feeding that source. Exactly what I say. Where, wherever you put your energy you're, is going to increase. And so I'm also, I'm going to add to that, um, I'm over the them against us thing. We're all in this together, and the more Mm -hmm. we transform it within us, the more the outer world will reflect that. So if we make somebody a bad guy, that's the old church doctrine of there's God and there's Satan. There's the good guys and the bad guys. There's good and there's evil. It's like, oh my gosh, as long as we have something we believe we have to fight against, we're going to create having to fight against something. We do the inner transformation, just what you said, and put our energy into creating that. That will transform what we experience and what we see in the outer world. There's another little statement you have here which I like is, we no longer need to pretend to be ignorant or that we are helpless victims. There is no value in either. Our souls really do know who we are. Our purpose for coming to this planet... Um, and how we can accomplish our the original plan. We just haven't been taught that we can reconnect to this information and live our fuller lives. We haven't been taught that we are powerful creators. Yeah, actually, we've been taught to mistrust our power. Look at yeah. the things that are out there touting the abuse of power and how it's evil, and you better be careful because you could make a mistake, you could do evil things, or you could hurt somebody else. So we're right of our own power. We don't trust ourselves. In my belief system, I believe we all have light and divine energy and souls mm-hmm. inside us. We're all positive, loving people. We all ultimately want the same thing. Where people start getting mean to other people, is that a fear? Is that a feeling like they're helpless so they need to try and control somebody else or, or be mean to them or take from them because they don't understand they can create anything they want? So we've got scarcity. We've got old beliefs that are not serving us anymore. And I love that you brought that up, Sarah. We see that those old structures are falling. They're crumbling. They're falling. Mm. They don't serve us anymore. Just like, did you notice how fast the Berlin Wall came down? 
Oh my gosh, it's yes. like it shocked us about what was happening under in the in the kitchens and the background and in the consciousness over there is things were shifting so quickly about what they believed. There was no stopping that falling down. The the military couldn't stop it, governments couldn't stop it. It was this wellspring, this ground spring of like of like everything just falling. So that's what's happening now. It's like the consciousness is so shifting that the old structures can't stand anymore. It's like a caterpillar yeah. going into the butterfly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Apart. It falls apart. It dies off before the new life can emerge. Um, I often refer to as as humans and human beings. Um, humans are the uh, this basically shell of survival at any cost. Uh, no consciousness, no emotion in there. The human beings are those that live as a being with with the soul, the heart, the spirit, um, going to the mind. My sense of knowingness is um, to trust your knowingness, to trust the knowledge, the divine knowledge. Who cares what religion you are? Just the divine intuitive knowledge that comes to you in your soul. It resonates with your heart. Your heart then gets excited with what it needs to do. It gives it to your spirit, which is then goes into action. And your mind knows what it needs to know at the time that it needs to know it. And this is the truth of the knowingness is when you're in perfect alignment and in perfect attunement. Only a human being can sense that because they are living on all of the sensory. Humans that are just living for survival at all cost are not utilizing their being and consequently can be very cold, uncaring, cruel creatures and really can't, don't have the definition of being a human being at all. And, and I believe those beings have, have gotten lost and forgot who they were. So they just dimmed yes. their light so we can't perceive their light. But we all start, if people could learn to trust that they're really loving, amazing, beautiful beings. I don't know if you ever saw, I, I can't remember how you say his name, Thomas Mellon uh, something. He had a near-death experience, and when he was out, like, having this journey, he, he saw that humans are the most, that beings, yeah. that we beings are the most beautiful light-filled, yeah. amazing essences and, and creations in the universe. And if we would actually see that about ourselves instead of looking in a mirror and going, oh, I'm getting wrinkles, oh, I'm not capable, oh, I don't have enough love, I'm not lovable, I'm, I don't have enough money, but if we would stop seeing that and see how the creative source sees us and how amazing we are, I, I believe we would allow ourselves to transform not only ourselves, but yeah. everything around us much more quickly. Exactly. You know, the the thing is, I think we've got into this thing is that as humans, we're more superior than anything else on this planet. I think what the, we have to understand is that we're custodians of things on this planet. And the only way that we're going to live in harmony on this planet is if, A, we understand the beauty and the gift that this planet has given us, that we're so abusing. If only if we understand the gift of the diversity that is given us in the personalities, in the, look at the animal kingdom, look at the fish kingdom, look at all of that, in the beautiful diversity that we have. And stop being so fearful that if it's not like me, therefore it must be wrong. We have to get out of that way of thinking and understand there is no wrong thought when it's a true thought that is a, a divine thought. Um, you know, that alignment coming from love and coming from acceptance. I don't know what happened along the line. It became a form of control. Religion is a form of control. 
And if you do not believe in my religion, therefore you will be damned and go to hell. And do not have any personal opinion and do not go and seek anything for yourself or you'll go to hell. That is just a control. You are responsible for your own thoughts, your own being, your own soul, your own happiness. When you tap into that, you will truly see that, that love and alignment with the planet and with each other. That's right. We went into fear and forgot yeah. who we were. And, and then we bought into the, you know, we just got in, got fed into, you know, you're, you're bad, you're weak, you're less than, you're sinful. It's like instead of, so we forgot who we were. We forgot yes. who we are. And I believe we're starting to wake oh, yeah. up there. I believe that people are starting to see just what you explained, the beauty in yeah. nature, the beauty in life, the beauty of this planet. I choose, remember how you said, whatever you focus on, you're going to increase, you're going to feed energy yep. into. I choose to believe that the universe and this planet are abundantly beautiful, that there's infinite resources, infinite beauty, infinite, we know how to heal ourselves. I don't even like to, and I totally support people's beliefs, but I don't even like supporting, oh, everything's falling apart, nature's, yes. you know, we're, we're destroying it, it's going awful, because I don't want to feed that mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. I want to feed the positive. And when people say, well, you're hiding your head in the sand, you know, you're not looking at reality. Of course, you know, when I talk about parallel universes, I want to go, who's reality? <laughs> your reality? My mother's reality? The dog's reality? Yeah. My reality? It's like we're creating our own reality. So, and what is know, the reality? I the reality is that we all simply want to be loved and to love in return, right? And, and that we yes. are love and we are light and we've forgotten that. Absolutely. That's why I love that you're teaching people how to see the beauty and, and you know, in being a human being and nature and life. It's like, it's so amazing if we can see what a gift it is. Like, wow, then how could you ever get bored? What I would, what I would love to do to the human race is have everybody feel. Feel the joy and the love and the simplicity and the beauty and the tranquility of the planet. But also feel the pain that they impose upon other people. If we had that gauge, we would stop it. imposing pain on other people, and we would tap into the beauty and the and the euphoria of this planet and the, and what our possibilities are here. I think we've become so numb. You know, when you've got people that are so utterly cruel to animals, to children, to each other, and they're so devoid of any human emotion. Um, they've become numb. They have no feeling of anything. And it's so sad. And if they choose to break away from that and start feeling, even feeling the pain just to feel and then understand from that pain you can find the healing love, we would be much better race as on this planet. But we've got to get over this assumption that we own this planet or we own the people or and everything in it. We're here to collaborate, to be compatible, to cohesively share this planet with all these wonderful beings here. And in embracing that, we will truly understand what we're here for. And I love that you are on the radio showing people what it feels like to feel, that you don't have to be afraid of it, because I believe that a lot of people have shut down their feelings because they're afraid to yeah. feel. It became too painful for them, so they're exactly right. They went numb. They put blinders on and went numb. So I love that you're out there showing people and teaching people that feelings can also be loving and expansive and beautiful and that it is safe to feel. I- and if they do feel the pain of others, then what can they do to help uh, alleviate yeah. that pain? How can they bring their love and their open-hearted in to help someone else not feel the pain? 
of feeling. And if you've got somebody that's in hate, well, we know that that's just a, a tiny switch over to love. The worst thing is apathy. You know, when people are in apathy and have no feeling and have no intent to have any feeling, that is so hard to reach those people. But even if people are still angry and hateful, there is a, an easy way of changing them over to love and compassion because they're already in a, um, an emotion. It's just a question of changing the frequency on that emotion. Exactly right. You know what? You said it. Love and hate. Hate is not the opposite of love. It actually is disappointed love. Yeah. Exactly right. Opposite of love is apathy. You're yeah. shutting down and not caring. You're exactly right. So a lot of what you do in the in, in, in the infinite book is a lot of how to. You know, you teach people, you know, how they can change the weather or how they can change certainly their environment, um, how to meditate and, and how to understand their own empowerment. So there's a lot of um, interactiveness here in this book. And now I understand, you know, with the colors, that's, you know, definitely a, a book that kind of teaches you who you are. But this book is a very much of who you are and now you understand who you are is how to be the person you're meant to be right what you can do with who you are the difference is not you're not controlling the weather you're creating yes creating whatever it is you want on the planet again people's like well you're not supposed to control the weather that's bad you know that's you're gonna mess people up and what about other people's free will and that's where parallel universes come Mm -hmm. in and that's why we go into fear and limit ourselves because we're afraid we could do something wrong with these gifts with these powers okay with these abilities and so we shut it down and then we go around the planet just trying to survive where when you see how amazing, what we're, we're beautiful creators. Mm-hmm. And if you trust that and see that we have free will, which means we can create anything, and people can come into the same parallel universe with you if they want the same, like, okay, so I shifted the weather in Hawaii. I'd like people, I want to be in that same weather. So they joined in on that reality. The people that wanted mm-hmm. the rain got to stay in a universe or a reality where it was still raining. I didn't control, I didn't manipulate, I didn't force anything. I created my desires and other people joined in. People have free will to not join in, to be in a different reality, a different universe where there's, you know, fear or struggles. I mean, there are, gee, Sarah, there are people that love going to war movies or horror movies or monster movies or, you know, um, uh, you know, scary movies. Like, hey, I love, and they love those movies. It's not the theater I want to go into, but it doesn't mean they can't go into it. But me, And also, for some people, it's a release. And as long as they leave it there. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they don't. don't they don't bring it into their own lives. It is kind of just a, as a, as a relief. I mean, I love a good whodunit um, that you know appeals very much to my to my intrigue. You know, um, and when it's well done, it's it's really great. Not slasher for the sake of it, but a storyline there because um, it helps me understand humanity a great deal more. But it's it's not being it afterwards. Understanding it is there to entertain or to enlighten or to educate. Um, but it isn't for you to then resonate in it. Well, watch, watch how I'm going to bring this to a level that a lot of people are going to go, no, 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 that can't be true. If, you're in, if you or I are in a reality, in a universe, where there is people out there attacking and killing and murdering and, and raping, what are we doing in that universe? Where are our beliefs that we're even any part of that? In my universe, mm-hmm. I don't see, do you understand? It's like, it's our yeah. beliefs that bring us into a particular universe where those things exist. We have ability because every 
everything exists in the universe, everything. Anything you've ever thought of, ever dreamed of exists. It's a reality. And if you align with that, the universe will be like that. And I think there's a lot of us out there that go, well, I don't want a boring world. We have this belief that everything, if everything was magical and pretty and fun and fantasy, we would get bored. But that's still a belief. And it doesn't have to be like that. There's so many things to explore and create. I don't get bored. I get bored with things like wars and murder things. And that's why mm-hmm. I don't watch the news. It's not really part of my reality. Yeah. It's enough yeah, no. part of my reality because I believe that it exists. So I do see it in my world. I see it in my reality. No, I mean, not one-on-one. Now, personally, I don't experience war and, and murder. Right. Right. But I, believe, I still believe it exists, so therefore it's in my universe. When I stop believing that it exists, it won't be in my universe. Like, I don't believe that demons are real, so it's not part of my reality. But other people, they believe in it, so it is part of their reality. Well, the demons and, and the devil and everything is, is, is a, a negative point of view within yourself. It's how, you know, you create... I lived in darkness for a very long time. Um, it was, it was um, a phase I was going through where um, it wasn't safe for me to come out. Uh, and I, I went into this very, very dark space there. And I did a show on it just a little while ago um, from, you know, darkness into the light of consciousness. And when you're in that darkness, you're devoid of emotion. And I understand why people go there, because the pain of the emotion that they're living is so much that they slide into this darkness where there is no emotion. There is nothing. Um, you don't fear. Uh, you don't love. Um it, but there's clarity in what you see that is just devoid of emotion. And it took me a long time to come back out of there because that darkness really does envelop you. And, uh, you know, if you're not having any emotion into it, there is no reason to leave it. So when somebody is in that darkness, it's how to switch that pilot light back on, turn up those flames to give them a reason to leave it. And even when they do leave it, they're chased by shadows for a while. And the key of that is never look back. And and as you move further into the warmth, into the light, into the trust, into the love, those shadows disappear. But it is a process. If you're wanting to help somebody out of that darkness, please do not shed too bright a light on them at first. It will blind them. It will make them scared. It's a small light of encouragement and let them come out gradually on their own until the their eyes, the heart, the soul can adjust to that light again and not snap back into the dark because the dark is a safe place for somebody who does not want to feel any form of emotion. Right. And and people, what's tough is when people only believe that dark is all that's possible and they can't even see light yeah. anymore. So start shifting over to the possibility and the belief that light does exist that's what that's what I believe I'm doing anyway, showing people the light. Yes. And I don't mean the way, like, oh, follow me, I'm the light, the way. I'm not talking yeah. about that. That you can believe in light just as much as you believe yeah. in dark. And whatever you believe in is what's going to be just what you said earlier. Whatever you put your focus on will increase. Yes. So if you start focusing on the light, more and more light will show up in and your And you've got to understand, why do people go into that darkness in the first place? So if there's a huge, big trust factor of them coming out of that yes. darkness mm-hmm. and only with nurturing uh, love and not overflowing. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I hate seeing 
TV shows or any of these shows that come up where they reflect anybody that's so-called spiritual as walking around in gowns and everybody speaking in such love and peace and unreality. You know, it just, oh, please, that was so 60s. Um, you know, we lived more in reality. And there are people out there like that. <laughs> yeah, there are people yeah. out there like that. And, and we're also seeing more of a, I love this, we're seeing more of a groundedness to us, more of a mainstream mm. now. I'm seeing more of it on mainstream television. So we're also seeing the other elements, you know, even though there are people that are like floaty and fairy, and that's okay, that's their, that's their movie. Um, and mine is more, yes, and this is real, and it's grounded, and there's science behind it, and it's practical. And it's also spirituality and grandness and divinity. And it's like, so I, they don't need to be opposites. You're exactly well, no, right. It's the, the way the media like, portrays it. Science. It's the way the media portrays yep, it, is that we're, we're teaching mm-hmm. people to trust those guttural, the, those intuitive instincts, um, you know, something beyond themselves. Right. Get out of your head and bring your heart, soul and spirit into it because you need to have that dialogue to understand your truth. Um, and, right. you know, for us, it's very practical the way that we speak to it. But when it's represented by media, uh, because they don't want to lose that control and have people to have that free will. They present it in a way that's still, you know, insipid. And it's please do not buy into that. Um, to embrace spirituality is only to embrace the spirit within you, uh, the voice within right. you, the heart and soul and the alignment with the universe and the energy around you. It isn't about going all airy-fairy and abstaining from life. It's actually about taking responsibility and choosing to live in a vibrational life that is serving not only you, but your community. Exactly right. And I did the same thing with the concept of psychic or ghost hunters. They like to make it scary and, oh, dark, we're going to go hunt ghosts, and they are evil, and they can do bad things to us. It's like, all right, now there's another perspective. Yes. <laughs> that people are spirits, and you can contact them. So, you know, it's all out there. It's just whichever one you choose to do. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not thrilled with uh, – you should see what the, the concept of psychic. Yeah. And people come to my place for psychic reading, and they go, oh, you don't look like what I thought you were going to look like. I thought you were going to be really big and heavy and dark hair and robes <laughs> and crystal ball. And- you look like a California surfer, and I go, yep, and, and I have expanded consciousness. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's, old, it's old paradigms and, and how they've been taught to believe. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. people think I'm pills and tweed and then get kind of blown away with what I do. But, um, you know, this is my reality. This is just who I am and the gift that I have. One thing I do love, though, and, and I think people really need to understand, I know that we've already diverted a um, natural disaster by the rising of the vibrations um, around the world. As I said before, so many people now have woken up and become aware of the things that are happening in the world, and they will not tolerate it. They will not accept that. And basically, the vibration is going out to people and saying, this behavior is not acceptable. And in doing that, you're shattering that person's belief or shattering that person's vibration and in injecting this is a wrong behavior because you are imposing pain and hurt on other people. You need to change your vibration into love. Um, and as a society, as a global society, in raising up this vibration, we are actually changing the world into that better place. And yes, we can. And yes, we are. And I get all the time, and I'm sure you do too, how many people listen to your show? I said, if it's only one and only one person has changed because of it, I've done my job. 
Right, right. And I see the shift, too. I mean, and you know, it's funny how some people will rail against technology. Oh, and how bad people are Skyping, you know, you're, mm. I mean, tweeting all the time. And it's like, but it also helps us get the word out a lot faster, too. Exactly. Always and that's, that's that. how to use the tool, you know, not yeah. talking, tweeting, and, yep. you know, sending out those good vibrations, right? That's uh, right. That's and exactly that's, what it is. Yeah. Share them. I mean, this is the music of my show. Good old Beach Boys, the good vibrations. And, ah, uh, yay. <laughs> and those that's, guys are friends of mine. I love that you use that, that analogy. Oh, I, I love it. It's, and it's always, you know, just so inspiring just to live into because it is about good vibrations. You know, the show's positive living vibrations, and it is a choice that we choose to make. And when we choose to be our own empowerment, life isn't about being in power. Life is about living in our own empowerment and empowering other people to live in their own truth and their own positive vibration. If we could just reach out to the person next to us, what a difference we would make. I agree. And I agree with you. I really believe that the the world is getting better, that we've avoided, you know, World War Three and catastrophe. I totally agree with that. I see uh, I see the whole thing shifting and lightening up and, and elevating. And becoming more conscious. It is actually predicted that there's a good percentage of the planet that are are going to kind of slide off. As I've said, when the new dimension opened up, the fifth dimension, there was a bridge between the third and the fifth that was going to be open for a certain period of time. And that's for that people of free will and consciousness to wake up and cross that bridge. And people like you and I are, are there on the other side, helping them adjust and understand these vibrations and this intuitiveness and this embracement of this new world. There are others that just refuse um, and they will never change and will, and will never walk that path. And at some point that bridge is going to close and those people will fall by the wayside and we can't save everybody and and, you know as a blue (laughs) you know how hard that is because we want to save everyone but we have to realize with that free will with that self-responsibility of choices um we can only help those that wish to be helped and our help is purely guidance it's purely love and guidance in the end we're still up each one every one of us to walk the path Right. I like seeing I like seeing the light in people. Just what we said earlier. When you can mm. see the good in them, they can actually start seeing the good in themselves too. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm playing at the highest level I know how to play and anybody that wants to join in, that's cool. If people want to go into a universe where there's struggle and wars and still stuff going on, they get to do that too, because they don't have to live my movie either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again that diversity. And again comes that choice, doesn't it? Yep. And mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, but please do not, if you've chosen that path, lay the blame on the world because the world is a harmonious and beautiful and phenomenal place. Um, it is our choices, our reactions, our perspectives, our fears that are stopping us from living in this beautiful world. So, you know, take ownership, take ownership of those choices. That's right. That's right. And be loving and kind to yourself so that you don't beat yourself Please, up. Please, first and yeah. foremost. Don't beat yourself <laughs> yeah. up because that's just going to put you into that, you know, that numb space again. It's like if you feel safe to love and safe to see yourself as beautiful. Some, so many people translate that into thinking that they're being arrogant or selfish. It's like, mm. no, the more you can actually see who you really are and love, the more you have to give other people. The more you'll allow your light to shine so that other people feel safe to let their light shine. Yeah, I call it placing the importance upon you 
It is imperative that you oxygenate yourself. The fuller and more abundant you are, the more your cup runneth over, the more it serves everybody within your vicinity. Your vibration is resonating from you. But there's a very big difference between placing importance upon yourself and the self-importance. And the self-importance does come through, um, you know, ignorance, arrogance and fear. And it's understanding, yes, it is all right for you to give permission to be important in your own life. In fact, it is essential because until you are important in your own life, how can you be important in anybody else's? So please, please put that value and that love upon yourself so that you can live abundantly and in that abundance share with everyone else. So my darling, would you please tell everybody how they can get hold of these books? because they need to read both of them. Um, yes, you can go to my website at lifecolorscity.com, um, or you can go to Amazon, but all my books, all my products, my radio show, podcasts, videos, a quiz so you can find out what your aura colors are, all of that is on my website at lifecolorscity.com, and I have four different books on there, as well as a lot of other things to help you. Well, this has been extremely enlightening. I love what you're doing. I, I feel your good vibrations. <laughs> right back at you. That's why we're resonating here. We're having fun. Well, you know, you get two blues and violets and yellows together. You're bound to have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The rainbow is out. <laughs> I really, we're singing Kumbaya. I really appreciate you being, um, asking me on your show. I really appreciate you sharing and doing what you're doing and and wanting to bring more love and light and positive hope and positive visions to the planet. I really appreciate what you're doing. Oh, right back at you, my darling, right back at you. And, you know, all we can do is be abundant, uh, live in our own abundance uh, so that we can resonate that so the rest of the world can see where we are and maybe then be inspired to take that journey upon themselves. So that's really all it is about so i thank you so much for being on the air i I know people have learned a great deal today i encourage them to get your books and uh, follow you on your own radio show and um, thank you very much for giving us the time here on plv radio thank you sarah have fun bye for now folks thank you for tuning in to plv radio we hope that our programming has inspired you Please feel free to visit the website to find past shows and schedules. Find your favorite hosts, leave comments about your experience, and share ideas for future shows. Don't forget to visit us on your favorite social media websites, which you will find links to at plv-radio.com. Listen with your friends and share the inspiration.